and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women. I am Sarah Gorski. I'm Sam Eggers. And I am Chloe Skye. Chloe! Welcome to the podcast, Chloe Skye. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've, I've been a longtime fan. Participant, I suppose. Since day one? Yeah, since pre-day one. Well... Well, it's let me just crazy. say, so so this is an, uh, another episode of Broadly Speaking for y'all, because it's been a while since we kind of just had a, a heart-to-heart a chat, chat with our favorite listeners. It um, has been a while. Yeah, and there is some big news to share, starting with the fact that Chloe is joining us on the podcast. And Chloe, would you like to tell us more about that? Uh, so... Hello, you you probably knew me up until this point as Justin Xavier, uh, especially if you've been listening for a while, because that used to be my name, but I have uh, publicly come out as trans, and I'm going by Chloe now, and uh, it might be a while before anything happens to my, my voice or even, even my appearance, because we're in quarantine and things are... Things are just not the way they would be in a normal world, but but uh, yeah, I figured I just figured I should I should hurry up and do it. Um, life is short, and I wanted to uh, live live my best life. So now we are officially a podcast by broads. Yes, and yes. Um, and I I honestly like that's one of the reasons I was like slightly hesitant to come i mean i had a million bullshit reasons to as to why i shouldn't come out but one of them is the fact that sarah you always make jokes about how there's only one guy on the podcast and you enjoy oh. how there was always one guy on the podcast <laughs> can, I tell you, can i tell you like no joke when i read your big news which by the way i'm very excited about congratulations this is a huge a huge awesome step for you um but the first thing i thought of was like oh wow did i really come down too hard on men during, during broads you should know and then and then i was like wait a minute you're doing the white woman's tears, reframing it to make it about yourself. Stop doing that. Okay, okay. And then I talked myself down off the gut. But that was like my initial, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I crossed the line. <laughs> I have to admit, Chloe, when I read your big news, I never once thought it was Sarah's Sarah's responsibility. <laughs> I, never, I never was like, mm, this was Sarah. <laughs> so <it> was, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, some of us have like some weird like guilt, like somehow it's, all, you know, not that anything is a fault of any. This is like great and exciting stuff. I right. don't know why. Right. That's like some old weird church. Like I grew up in the church. That's like some weird church stuff that like lives like at the bottom of like my stomach or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that deeply in my stomach. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is very exciting news, though. And now I can just rant about men in general, and I don't have to point it at Justin, because Justin's not here, so... Right, Who's, who is that? <laughs> who is <Anymore>? that? <laughs> well... Can I ask, Chloe, would, do you think, like, do you think that COVID and, like, the quarantine had anything to do with you feeling like it was a good time for you to come out? Like, do you think it was it was an opportunity for, like, more introspection or was it, it was like that had nothing to do with it? It just was the right time in your life. It it, it did and it didn't. I, it definitely played a role because, I mean, when you are locked inside for three and a half months with uh, very little to do, it is um, it's it's a lot easier to feel safe exploring yourself mm. and. Um, 
so it's Jupiter and I have spent a lot of this time just sort of like choosing to intention intentionally do introspection and, and be like, okay, who, where do we want to be in our lives when this is over? Cause yeah. first of all, we don't know when it's going to be over. So right. we, we might as well use this time the best that we can. And one of the ways that, that that was for me was exploring gender, which is always something that I've sort of had a, a an inkling was, was not quite right about the way that I was before. Um, I think the, the earliest time that I ever like actually thought that I might be a woman was, it wasn't, it was, it was late. It was probably in my mid early to mid twenties. But the first time I ever said I was a woman before I even knew that transgender was a thing was in middle school. Wow. Wow. Um, and I just like, I really kind of felt like the, I looked out at all of the, the the spectrum of people that existed and I was like, which one do I think I am the most like? And I was like, lesbians. Mm. I think I am the most like lesbians that I have met as opposed to any other subset of people so far in my life. I did not know that transgender was a concept um, yeah. as far as as far as I knew trans was just like people who you know, like trannies you know like the, yeah the sort of it, it was all derogatory terms yeah and then the other thing i thought was like people who choose to cut their penises off and oh. that was kind of my only my only concept of it and so one of the things i've been doing on quarantine is following a lot of trans writers and bloggers and just reading their stories and really seeing myself in them mm. and being like, I have all of these feelings. Mm. Wow. I feel like I literally could have written this. Wow. And, uh, it just, it just, I think it was about a year ago. So it was pre quarantine that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is right. Mm. Like I am pretty certain that I am a trans woman, mm -hmm. but then it took until, until now, until quarantine to really like, sort of feel through my feelings about that mm. and and process through um, what coming out would look like and what it would say and uh, all of the fear that comes along with like not knowing which of my which of my longtime friends are comfortable with the idea or aware of the concept or would just like suddenly not want to talk to me anymore mm. and knowing that like, I know which people are probably going to support me. I also know which people are definitely not going to support me. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this group of people in the middle. That's like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know where they're going to fall. And yeah. that's, that's really scary. Cause I could lose right. any or all of them, but I just, as I started sort of, I, I, I come out, I came out to like a couple of people, like a couple of really close trusted sources. And as I came out to more and more people, I think I had hit like five or six people when I realized like, I don't want to just have to do this with every person in my life. Yeah. And right. I also don't want to be out with half of my friends and not with the other half. 
I have to either go all in or not do it at all. And so I just decided it was going to be easiest to rip off the Band-Aid. Yeah. And and that's what I did. I know. You wrote this amazing blog post. That's how I found out mm-hmm. is you mm-hmm. posted something yeah, and I was like, oh, this is there's something written. I better read the whole thing. And I did. I read your whole entry. <laughs> Sometimes I'm guilty yeah. of skimming, you know, but I did not. <laughs> we skim. all are. I did not skim this one. I read every word. Uh, and I do just uh, quickly want to say if, because we're talking about this blog that is available, or I, I'll put it in the notes. I'll put it in the, the notes so you can click on it. Or you can go to a atransgirlhasnoname.com. That's where my blog is going to live and sort of chronicle my, my journey of coming out and exploring as I continue to go. It was it was great. And I was really Thank you. glad that you chose to share it in such a, a public way because I think it mm-hmm. I mean for people like me who are like I like to understand things and and like what's the thoughts behind things and so I loved being able to read your perspective of it um not to sound like I'm like a, a nosy ninny or something like that but, <laughs> but no I think I understand what you're saying Sarah it's like it made it, it uh it made me feel like you trusted I mean I know this was opposed to you know it was it was to, to everyone but it also felt like oh like you you trust us to to accept you and trust that we are proud and excited for you in this new phase in your life, or this in the new chapter of your life, and um, and and yeah. So I think I, I, I know what you mean, Sarah, about feeling like yeah, like a, we want to understand, like oh, like I you know ex, ex, explain to us like we're and hope we want to know that you are happy and that this is and 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 it's. I think it's also, it's like human nature. You want to know like, oh, like what, I always want to know like, and this is probably why all of us are actors too. Yeah. Like we always want to know like why people are doing anything in their life or why they, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's necessarily nosy or maybe it is. I'm just making excuses. But you know what? But it's like, it's also like, why we're all in this, you know? For sure. And I think for me, I mean, obviously Chloe, you, you were talking about doing all this reading and all these, all these trans writers and stuff like that. But I am guilty of not having read a lot of trans writers Me too. blogs. And so I feel like when I read your blog, I suddenly had like a whole new vocabulary with which I can discuss this with other people who are less informed. And mm-hmm. like, it's like helps, I feel like it helps me to be a better supporter and a better ally to, so that like when somebody says, yes, but blah, 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 trans, I can say, actually, you know, the truth is some people, you know, because I haven't done as all the research I should have done. I'm guilty of it. But um, I think like some having someone close to me share that information, it just kind of helps give me more in my toolbox of allyship um, when I have conversations with other people who are who are less informed and a little more ignorant about that stuff. So, you know, can I ask um, what what do you think the biggest shift in your understanding was from reading it? Um, gosh, you know what? I don't even know if I can be specific, but I think, I think I just like, I can't even help it. Like my brain is like, well, what if one of your family members who listens to your podcast asks why Justin came, like, why is Justin trans now? Uh, and, and I'm like, well, and I, and I asked myself, okay, what would I say in that circumstance and how would I explain it? And I think I, like, and I don't even actually think that anyone in my life is going to do that, by the way. I think I just like the drama queen of me is always like, 
how will you answer this weird, obscure question that maybe, like, I don't, none of my family actually listens to the podcast, I think, so. I was about to say, no one in my family listens to the podcast. I'm so impressed, Dave, your family. This is a drama queen to me is like, but what would happen if you have to be prepared mentally? So I think, but like, ha- forcing myself to ask that question and like, how, like, how would I answer it? And I think like, for me, I like came up with this reply that I was really proud of, of like, yep, well, you know, it's it may be that you don't understand very much about what it means to be trans, but if coming out of the closet helps you to become the more true version of yourself and to live a better, truer version of your life, then you should support someone doing that no matter what. And that that's like, I think like that was what, and that, that's not even specifically what you wrote about Chloe, but I think that's kind of where like the result of all of the thinking that I did on it after reading your blog was just like how to have that conversation with people who are less comfortable in, in like my like white suburban upbringing shell. Like when, you know, when I encounter someone more ignorant about it, you know, I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do want to say that both of you were, so wonderful after I came out and you both immediately responded with love and support and I appreciate that um, I was I was overwhelmed the uh, 24 hours after I, I posted at the the sheer amount of support that I received because I I did not know how much I would get <laughs> I didn't know uh, how many people would understand and I ultimately decided like it doesn't matter if anyone understands it's 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 what I need yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Did and anybody um did did was there anybody that you thought was did anyone surprise you like you thought that they wouldn't react well and they ended up reacting the opposite of what you thought? Yes. Uh yeah, oh. no a, a number of people. Um Oh, that's exciting. That's great. Yeah, and it just I think it's mostly people from like longer ago you know like early in my life and you you sort of you have an idea of a person and and they grow and they change and you haven't talked to them in a while and you don't realize that maybe they've also been doing the self-work you have and they've also been interrogating these lies we that were all told societally and Mm. maybe and so there were there were quite a few people from like from early early in my life who i thought would be just very opposed to the concept especially knowing who i was then Mm. which was just like a stereotype of a of a dude like it was it was not good (laughs) i wasn't proud of who that person was and it was just because i i wasn't being authentic i was trying to play what i thought i was supposed to be in any given situation and so it, it made me very inauthentic in, in, I think, most of my actions because I would always take the extra time to go, well, what what's expected of me and what should I do? Mm. And it was, it was never really like, what do I want to do? And hmm. as, I, as I look back at, at times in my life where I did what I wanted to do, almost, almost all of those times were met with strong resistance. And, from yourself? Uh, no, from from everyone around me. Oh, and and in looking back and realizing like where I was in my life, who I was surrounding myself with, um, just where in the country that I lived, mm-hmm. uh, it it makes more sense in hindsight why I received the responses that I did, and 
it just makes me it makes me a little bit sad but you know it's easier to to not look backwards and just look forward and be happy and excited and grateful for where i am now yeah yeah, kind of a long answer to your question, but yeah, I was definitely surprised by some people. That's encouraging. And I was also, mm-hmm. I was also surprised in the other direction. Like there were some people who I thought would be very supportive who haven't said anything to me since I posted it, and mm. used to say things to me, you know, fairly often. And so there's a there's a widening of of distance between us, and Interesting. and that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. and. You know, we'll we'll see as I as I continue to to grow and and write and explore and hopefully they'll come around. Yeah, I hope so for sure. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes people time to understand. A yeah, new, like that's my that would be my hope for those folks is that they just and it of- might have more to do with them. You, do you know what I mean with them? Like for it, sure. it makes them feel something that they go. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know what this is. You know. And then mm-hmm. people, like you said, Sarah, maybe they come around later on. Yeah. Yeah, there was this really great... Did you guys ever see this? You guys see the oatmeal cartoons sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. There's this really great, really long one that starts out being about George Washington's teeth. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it starts out talking about how, like... Oh, this is going to be weird for our listeners who don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, just like oatmeal, George Washington's teeth, that's what you Google. And it starts out yeah, it'll come And up. it starts out talking about how George Washington didn't have most of his teeth. He had fake teeth and his main set of teeth was wood teeth that he used. But then he also and then it keeps going and it says he also had a second pair of teeth that were made of the teeth of of slaves. And and then it asks you, how did you react to the first fact? How did you react to the second fact? And the whole thing kind of like keeps going and it's like this really long panel and it talks about how when somebody like somebody builds their life and beliefs around this certain set of understanding and when a new piece of information enters the picture it it destabilizes their structure their thought structure and it's like a really interesting perspective on like how people who are like who do have a much more like strict viewpoint of like how things quote should be and how they are organized and when something um, for some of those people being transgender falls like way outside this boundary of their understanding and so it shakes up their understanding of of structure and how things are built and things you know male being male and female female being female and that being it and like it's interesting scientifically to think about like that, like how people's brains are wired that way. But then how you also like, I, and actually it's really, I think it keeps going down to the end of that cartoon and it, it talks about how like you have to like take a breath and you have to relax your panic muscles because your brain panics and then it'll let the new it thought in. And, it, and then you let the thought in and it will, it will rebuild and it will be even better. So anyway, it's, and that was a really long digression. <laughs> No, but, but I mean that is that is pretty much what it is. And I had a, a conversation with uh, one of my one of my oldest friends, who he was like, you know, w- one of the first things I thought of when I when I saw your announcement was was my own reaction to to other times in my life that our friends even just changed their name. Oh. Like we we had a friend who went by. Richie for a while when we were when we were kids and then when he went off to college he said I'm dropping the IE at the end it's just going to be rich from now on because I I don't want to feel like a child anymore Mm -hmm. and my friend was like you know we all we all had such 
resistance to that. Like we all, we wanted him to stay Richie. Like mm-hmm. we wanted, mm-hmm. we wanted everything to stay the same. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and wh- and why is, and why is that my first reaction? And then we had a friend named Alex and she changed her name to Lexi when we went from eighth grade into high school. And mm-hmm. it was, it was the same thing. He was like, I don't I remember making fun of her for that. Like, I remember <laughs> being like, what, what was wrong with your old name? <laughs> and like, and like changing your gender and your name is so much bigger and so my initial reaction was the same but bigger and i and i just and he he kind of said like i don't understand why we react that way and i said well i i think it has something to do with the fact that we feel a sense of entitlement and ownership over our own understanding of the world Mm. and if if someone else in the world decides that actually their the way they've been represented isn't accurate and they change themselves then it takes away from the way that you understand the world because the way that you understand the world had that person in that role in it somewhere mm-hmm. and so now it's just like they took a piece of your brain out and said no that doesn't exist anymore here's this new thing that I'm just going to shove in there and you have to accept it and mm even though that's not what it is like it's entirely a personal decision i'm not doing this to anyone or for anyone other than me it i understand that people have that feeling and that's that's the other reason i decided that i wanted to come out uh in like a post on social media because i wanted everyone to have time to get over their initial feelings Mm -hmm. without me having to see it because I know that people's initial feelings to things are usually the scary ones. And even if that isn't how they ultimately landed on it after thinking about it for five seconds, I would still have the image of the, the feeling, the initial feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so right. uh, here, here, read this, you figure it out on your own and, and then, and then come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder if there's something too with, um, like I think about this a lot when I talk with, uh, like when I talk with my mom and she's getting older and I, you know, she's she's struggling a lot with change and she, for her, I've noticed this like as she's gotten older, she sort of like clings to these things from her past and her youth as being, and she's made them very important and I'm I know they are important, but she's like, I'm like when you talked about this thing 20 years ago, this was not. <laughs> This, this thing was not what you're making uh-huh. it now, right? Yeah. And so I went, I think just like as humans, change is so difficult. Like every people resist it and it's the only constant. And so I wonder if there's a little bit of that too, of people feeling like, um, like you're saying, like an ownership and then also like a, um, like the change feels very terrifying. Change to people. It feels like there was this thing that I knew that was, and then there's like, so there's the ownership. It was mine and now it's all different and then it feels like chaos because everything is changing and i think that makes that really makes people feel out of control that's interesting you know we cling to as things are even like in the you're talking about like in friend groups like someone gets married mm-hmm. and people get like and this causes a disruption and a change and then that's really hard for people to accept even though that's something that's, that's so, so funny minuscule, right <laughs> that you know happens I mean? all the time yeah <laughs> that's so funny i think like I guess, yeah, I think you're right, Sam. I think for, like, I don't know, for me, like, I feel like I've 
dealt with so much change now in my life. Like in the last like six or so years, there's just been like a ton of change constantly. So I forget that some people never experienced great, that great change. And that it like, like Chloe, like when I read your news, there was definitely like this like three minute period where I was like absorbing, absorbing, calculating, absorbing. Okay, let's go. But like, I think for people who are less used to having change, like, like experiencing that change and witnessing that change, it t- it's like a huge, it does, it's, it's like really difficult for, to do. It's like really difficult for them to adapt and understand and empathize and, and do all that stuff. And like that, like fear, like sets in of like, oh God, it's different. Oh God, this is a different thought pattern. I, I don't, uh, you know. Yeah. The, the other thing that, that my friend said when, when I, when he called me was, uh, said, I, I, I read the news and then I had to put it through the, the fight club filter, uh, which is, you know, when, wait, wait, what's the fight club filter? The fi- fight club filter is, you said, you know how at the end of fight club, when you realize that Tyler Durden and him have been the same person the whole time wait, what? and yeah. then you play yes. and then you, Oh, sorry. <laughs> who's 20 years behind so, and then, on movies. Yeah. And then, and then you play the movie back in your head and you go, Oh wow. Everything makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So when you find out that, Justin Xavier was really Chloe Sky the whole time. I sort of played back our whole life together and had to <laughs> see if it see if it made sense. And I was like, "Well, does it make sense, or did it feel like?" <laughs> did you pass I'm a shitty the Fight Club filter? <laughs> right? Did I pass the Fight Club filter, or do I feel like a writer who ran out of ideas? And he, but he said that when he ran it through the filter, it uh, it did make more sense. He said there were things that made more sense. He said there were definitely, he said, like, I remember you, you, you walking around saying you were a lesbian and all of us making fun of you for that. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, yeah, that was definitely a thing. Um, kids are so cruel. I know. Oh, kids are the worst. I'm scared kids of kids. Are I think I was, I had moments of cruelty as a kid too. Like I have really specific memories of being cruel, but not knowing why and not knowing like, <laughs> and now I'm like, what, what, why, why would you? And then some people like just retain that as they get older too. They're still cruel mm-hmm. as adults. <laughs> you know, yeah. when I when I read your news, Chloe, one of the things I'm so mad at myself because I had read this thing. I'm embarrassed to say it was like on Twitter, but it was this mm-hmm. like massive post by some like a biologist was like, "I'm going to break down gender for people because people don't seem to understand it," and it was this awesome post about really like we have this idea that gender is male or female and he's like biologically that is not true that is like completely not not how it is there is so much more that goes into it it was this insane thing and I remember screenshotting it and just my mind being blown when I read it because I was like oh (laughs) like and then I was like what am I what am I and I was so I was so into it and I saved it somewhere and I can't find it now but when I read it I wanted to send this to you to be like oh my god this is like it was, and I just felt like it was an important thing like I I remember before I read this I I of course like knew that people were trans and I like I understood to the extent that I'm able but I remember in reading this post when I really saw like the science behind it just going like oh wow we have been completely like the programming is so deep, you don't even take the time to consider that it could be another way. Yeah. And now I wish I could find it. So if anyone knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> I think I've seen I'm versions sure of I've it. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought or at it was least so the, cool. someone explaining the biology of it. I yeah. think I saw something on, on Facebook. <laughs> Sam, you make me feel so 
dumb because I was going to say like, <laughs> you you always have like scientific articles and things. And I was like, t- I don't have a scientific article. I'm like some guy on Twitter. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that right before I read Chloe's news, I had just finished season two of Pose. <laughs> I need to watch that. I, and, I recently also finished season two of Pose. I was like counting down the days for it to be put up on Netflix because they like advertised season two is coming I up. Know. And I was like, and I was so obsessed have... after season one and Billy Porter and like, oh my god, and like just really like Pose is the first show I've ever seen that like really depicts like obviously I think that like it's it's a show and there's a lot of drama but it also like really and some of it's a little cheese ball and some of it's very <laughs> cheese ball except at the same time that I think no show has the other has like explored transgendered lives in the way that Pose does and what the challenges were mm-hmm. especially in the 80s and like so even though there's like some drama like that you know even though it's it's a little bit soapy or if you will um i feel like it's just so deeply delves into that that world and so i've been like mildly obsessed and then you and then i read your news and i was like oh, i can i understand more about this because i just see pose and then i was like oh now you're now you're your mom sarah now you just watch tv <laughs> shows and it makes you understand everybody I'm like, <laughs> But anyway, um, Pose is so good, though. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I need to watch it. I'm so behind. Can we just talk, like, for one second about Billy Porter? Don't spoilers, though. Yeah. No, but he is, like... Are the are those his pronouns? Actually, is he, is he's a his her? It's a he he him. Okay, yeah, I just he, realized he I didn't know. Uh, yeah, Billy Porter's. He cis is male. such a phenomenal, phenomenal actor, Sam. He like blows at least once in every season there's this monologue he, he he does and you're just like wow i have never learned how to act billy porter you are teaching me oh man like, i need to start it so oh my yeah. god it's so good he is he is a master class master class this is perfect timing because pet and i need a new show to watch because we've we've been watching alone and now we need to watch something else so Oh, mm-hmm. Pose is fun. Pose. And it's also got, like, it's not perfect. <laughs> but if you remember, to bring it back to broads, you should know. Uh, if, mm-hmm. you, if you remember our episode, or my episode about Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. the main character of Pose is, like, sort of... I don't know that she's specifically modeled after Marsha P. Johnson, but I think she is a little bit. Like, she, oh, cool. like she's a mother of a house that she, like, they, they're these house mothers of these street kids basically and you know predominantly transgendered kids or people in transition drag queens etc etc and they do in Mm -hmm. the ballroom scene in the 80s in new york in is brooklyn i'm not sure i don't know new york very well so people say the different areas of new york and me neither we'll just say it's brooklyn we'll just say it's brooklyn but maybe it's not sorry listeners brooklyn's a borough (laughs) of new york of manhattan but it's technically New York City. Thank you for your knowledge. Well, um, it's 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 great. It's a it's a great show. But there is like there is cheesy acting. There is some like sometimes you know there's some eye roll stuff. But for the for the flashy ballroom scenes and for these Billy Porter moments that are just like it's just great. So highly recommend. I'm always there for the for for mel- a little melodrama. Like oh you love so. it. Oh, then love this it. is going to be your favorite thing ever. I know. I mean, Sarah, we were both. 
big fans of Outlander. So I hope I'm not like, I hope I'm not revealing anything too personal. I know, personal until here. Outlander outraped itself and now I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Oh, oh my God. I just still have to post that essay. Run shows. I wrote this Mm -hmm. huge essay about how much I hated all the rape scenes. (laughs) The worst. I gotta post it some someday, but then I'll never work with Ron Moore. So I guess I just have to (laughs) just have to cope with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when when you brought up Billy Porter, I thought you were gonna talk about his like call out to the rest of the cast after his Emmy nomination. Because he's the only person on the show who got an Emmy nomination for acting, and there was this whole like uprising on trans Instagram was of there? people being like, "I missed there's all a, that." There's a there's a show that's entirely about trans women and their struggle, and the only person on the show you nominate for an Emmy is the is the cis guy. <laughs> oh my god! But but he's a, a class act, and he put up a post on Instagram with all of the trans women in the cast. And uh, just wrote this whole thing about, like, this show is about you. This show, even if I win, is dedicated to you, to my sisters. to, And it just, like, he's amazing. Aww, <laughs> he's an he's amazing so person. Lovely. He's so lovely. And there was, like, I don't want to ruin it since Sam's about to watch it, but they're definitely... Yeah, same thing. Like, those, that, like, last or second to last episode, Chloe, of season two, when they just... <laughs> No wonder. Well, it's just I don't think it ruins that much. But when they're like, we have to do something for these sisters who face so much. That is, and then the men decide to like walk themselves at the ballroom. I was like, that's not a good ally choice. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um. Anyway, so that won't make any sense to Sam. But when you get there, you'll you you we can rant. I'll know. It. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I'll text you guys. But that made me laugh too, and that's not too dissimilar from the actual award recognition difficulties. Right. right. <laughs> he does, though. To be fair, I think his part is is more well written than I think the other actors are given. But I think he is legitimately the best actor on the show, and I think that it is a well deserved Emmy nomination. But it would be nice to see some of the other For actors sure. on the show get some recognition because they're some of them are so great. Yeah, they are. They're so good. Anyway, <laughs> that was our pose. That was our pose segment. <laughs> this broadly speaking. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Everyone should give it a watch. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's a uh, relatively short seasons. Only like ten episodes, I think, a season. So, and they're only on season two, so you can get through it fast. Yeah, two seasons, you can power right through it. Uh, the other show that uh, has been helping me through my my journey in quarantine was uh, Sense Eight. Oh, on ne- also on Netflix. Sense Eight, I haven't heard of that. You know, one. I watched the first few episodes and I never got into it. It uh, it, it bothered me. It had problems. Quite possibly one of my favorite really? shows ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we can. You know what? We can still be friends, Chloe, and you can like Sense Eight. Great, great, great. I will say though. You know that very, I think it's the pilot, the woman's like giving birth in this like blown out church. Yes. Do you remember that? That's the pilot, yeah. The, the big uh, indie horror feature that I did shot in the exact same church sanctuary in Gary, oh. Indiana. Before they did, before Sense8 did. So when Sense8, when I watched Sense8, I so was like, oh my God, that is the same location we shot on. <laughs> I felt I felt like, <laughs> woohoo, <laughs> mainstream. <laughs> I've shot somewhere that mainstream's also shot. 
uh, Sam, the the general premise of the show is that uh, sensates are sort of the next phase in in human evolution, where uh, eight people are are sort of connected uh, in a moment of of birth. It's not like when they're born; it's usually as they're, when they're adults. But they are telepathically connected for, for wherever they are in the world. And they can use their skills and abilities in each other's lives to help each other out. And oh. it's just about these eight very, very different people in very different situations all around the world who realize that they're now telepathically linked together. And they all have like huge drama problems that they have to deal with. Um, but it's very like it's very forward thinking. It's very pro LGBT and the entire community. And the general idea of the show is just we all need to respect one another's differences and love each other more. And oh, that good. As soon as they re- as soon as they realize they're all telepathically connected, they all also realize there's a giant evil corporation design. <laughs> exclusively to eradicate their species existence there's always a giant evil corporation right Chloe, like, you're, exactly Chloe, you're making me feel like maybe i should give it another try you make me feel bad for not liking it <laughs> i think you should uh this show is written and directed by two trans women the wachowski siblings mm. who also made the matrix um yeah yeah and i th- i think they are uh tremendously talented and all of their stuff is just about like, hey, we're all you know, like connected on some level, so we should really be nice to each other more. <laughs> I like that message. I'm so into that message. That makes that's like what I want to watch before I go to bed. You know? Yeah. And and season two of Sense Eight, uh, which is also the final season, they it's done forever. Uh, I I can't I can't say that and Pose. I don't know that I've ever cried so much watching television in in my life. So. Okay, now that you guys have given two show recommendations, I feel like I need to contribute a show recommendation. Yeah, you have to. Okay, so just uh, you guys show. aren't seeing the you guys aren't seeing the Skype, but Sam just adjusted her glasses like perfectly <laughs> as she got ready to make a recommendation, and it was perfect. It was perfect. Well, um, <laughs> it is okay. It's no, normally I hate reality television. Like I can't. It makes me like hate the world. It makes me feel like we're all doomed. I just hate it. I can't watch it. But um, my good friend recommended Alone. And uh, it's on the season six is on Netflix. And the premise is they take 10 people and they drop them off in the Arctic and they have to survive on their own alone. And whoever survives the longest wins like $500,000. Wait, do they die if they don't win? Or do they like hit, no. a, do they, like, hit a button? <laughs> do they like give up? Is there like a give up button when they... Yes, there's a give up button where they're like, I can't do this anymore. And <laughs> it's is amazing first of all i real i have no skills i've realized i am soft these and these because the people that go on the show are people who like know how to live off the grid and live off the land and stuff and um it is it is incredible and the reason one of the reasons we love the show is that also there's no like annoying host who's like who's gonna stay like it's none of that shit (laughs) and the thing is is that they're truly they truly are alone they're filming themselves they have the camera with them and they have to build a shelter and catch food and all this stuff and the best thing is that the thing people struggle with is being alone for all of this time they're by themselves and you just realize humans need community to for their mental health and also to literally survive 
you can't do it on your own. And everyone comes out of this situation going, realizing that the things that are important to them are really things they already have. Like people are like, I don't care about the money. I care about my health. I care about my family. And that's like it. Or I care about my friends. I care about my health. I care about, you know, it, it's, and so it's the, it like at the end, it makes you feel, feel so good because even if someone loses, they're leaving going, I, they've learned so much about themselves because they've been alone for 50 days in the wilderness, starving to death. And they're like, none of the shit matters that you think matter. Like, it's so cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't sound like a good pandemic show for me because I've been all alone this whole pandemic. (laughs) Yes, but no, it kind of is because when the the only good thing about it with the pandemic is that you're like, they're alone, but when they like catch a fish or they catch a squirrel or something, they're like sobbing with gratitude and they're like, thank you for your life. And they're just so grateful to have, to be able to eat a squirrel that they like caught with a stick or something. You know, and you realize like, oh, my God, I have a fridge full of food. Like I have, uh, you know, I can. None of it is squirrel. And none of it is squirrel. I don't have to eat squirrel and I don't have to kill my own food. Like it is, you guys, I just highly recommend it. You also learn a lot of skills in case you ever get dropped off in the Arctic by yourself. So you're ready now, Sam? Uh You're ready for your Arctic adventure? (laughs) I'm ready. I at least know. So as I starve and die of exposure, I would know what I was supposed to be doing, but just not be actually able to do it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's uh, there's some other show about people struggling to survive in Alaska on Disney Plus that Jupiter has watched like six seasons of. Oh. Uh, and I'm blanking on what it's called, but oh, I, I've seen tangentially like probably five or six episodes of it. And am I the only one? Yeah. Am I the only one watching like? zombie shows right now like i'm watching i can't do horror i can't (laughs) my like just throw on an episode show has been the west wing (gasps) i just restarted Mm. re-watching it last night chloe nope I have I've never watched it before but i'm i'm it's too depressing bartlett it's too depressing Pet and I it's, tried to rewatch it and then when trump was nominated we're like we can't watch it anymore you know because it's too depressing to see what we don't have (laughs) Watching it post-Trump is honestly the only thing giving me any hope that we might turn things around one day. Mm. I was like, oh, wow, have people been this smart in politics like before? <laughs> well, first I did a rewatch Ooh. of Veep, which was also very <gasps> oh. comforting. Oh, yes. That was I like, love that Veep. That was my, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, I'm just going to watch some Veep because I want to watch the shit show from the comedy side. Yeah. <laughs> and so I rewatched <laughs> Veep and then I just finished that and I was like, you know what, West Wing, West mm. Wing. And now yeah. I'm like, I like binged like six or seven episodes yesterday. Ugh. <laughs> uh, let Bartlett be Bartlett. Let, so, yeah. So I'm the only bad. one I know. I know. I'm now. the only one I know who doesn't like Donna though. I, I feel bad about it, but I don't like Donna. You don't? Why? No. I don't like her. What's wrong with her? Yeah. She's so annoying to me. (laughs) Maybe she reminds me of myself. Maybe I'm afraid. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like, I feel like she, she forces uh, Josh to, to be a better person. I also don't really like Mm -hmm. Josh. Actually, like Josh and Donna are like my least favorite characters besides what's her face. Um, Oh, the chick in the first season who ends yeah. up leaving. Yeah, yeah, Mandy. Oh. Mandy. Mandy. Oh, the worst. Like she's oh, wait, like, when? She, who was she? She's category the one that's like the terrible driver who keeps like parking on the sidewalk and stuff like that. And then she's so loud and brassy. 
And she's like, she's the brunette, but then, short but then hair. she like becomes the voice of reason for a couple episodes, but then she, like her set of values flips around, and like I'm like, what is this character? This, they don't know what to do with this character. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. um, I yeah. don't even remember. I'm her. gonna look up her name because she's an actress who's in other stuff. But the actress is, is she in the, the actress is the good. early seasons? Nah, I think it's just the first season because she disappears pretty no. fast. Yeah. She's not the the prostitute character. No, that's Linda no. Edelstein, uh, who like went on to do House. By the way, all those actors in West Wing went on to do uh-huh. like amazing things. But she's the the lead, like the the CEO of the hospital or whatever in House. <laughs> the one, the woman who plays the call girl, who Sam is dating. Uh. Sam, gosh, Ro- young Rob Lowe, you guys. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so, so good. So good. So good looking. Anyway, we could talk about West Wing a whole separate episode, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe we should just start doing broadly speakings on on, on seasons of West Wing. <laughs> speaking of Roz, you should know though. I've seen three and a half of them now. I feel like maybe yeah, we, we should, should probably... wrap this episode up. But um, we're so glad, Chloe, that you came to share your story here on the episode and for for us and for our, all of the listeners who have been with you thus far in the journey as Justin and now will continue with us as Chloe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we end this, the actress's name is Moira Kelly. She's very good. It's not her, Sam. It's the writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the character. Shake our fist at Aaron Sorkin. We shake our fist at Aaron Sorkin. Anyway, well, let's say goodbye for now and we will be back soon with another broad you should know thanks for listening everybody yeah thanks